Work hard for what you want in life. You work hard for what you want in life. That, that, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're gonna do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say. You what you say. That you treat people with dignity and respect. That you treat, 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 treat people with respect. Reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard. The strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm going to be talking about a topic that people ask me about all the time, which is how to start a podcast. And I haven't done a podcast on this before, um, but I've done, I've answered this question in other areas. So whether it be, I might have mentioned it on the show before, or um, I've done workshops on this at events or I have Kavaya and I did the um, masterclass a couple of weeks ago when I talked about starting a podcast, but I haven't done it on the show yet. So I wanted to do it on the show for the people who haven't heard me explain it in any of those other platforms, but also to be able to refer people to this um, whenever I get asked that question. So if you have a friend or anybody that you know that wants to start a podcast, send them this episode. Um, I'm not a podcast coach. I have no desire to profit off of teaching people how to start podcasts because I believe it's extremely simple. Um, that's why I'm going to be able to cover it in one podcast episode. So yeah, I'm going to go over that in a second. But before I get to that, I really need you guys to order pre-order my first book, Blessed and Bossed Up, Surrendering Your Ambition So God Can Have His Way. I'm so excited about this book, as I say all the time, not just for me, but for you guys that's going to read this book. When I tell y'all God wrote this book and not me, I totally mean that. And as I'm doing my final round of edits, um, I'm just reading through it and I'm like, wow, I can't, one, I don't believe, I definitely don't believe I wrote it now because it's just so profound and it just speaks to you in a way that you just haven't experienced before. And one of my prayers when I for God when I do anything is I want people to have an experience whenever they encounter me. Whenever you listen to this podcast, I want you to have an experience. That's why I pray so hard before listening to the show. That's why I fast every week, not just for my life, but for me to be able to impact the lives of others. And that's why I'm so rooted and, and grounded and just strong in my faith because I want to make sure that my life means something and everything that I do means something. And for, like I said, everything that I do, I want people to have an experience um, with me that makes them want to experience God or that ultimately leaves them back to God. So this book is just another one of those things where I, I was like, God, you write this book. And I made sure I was in prayer. I made sure that I was zoned in and totally willing to be used by him as I wrote this book because I wanted none of me on these pages. Like the only part of me in this book probably is my name on the cover and my face because this book is all God. So anyway, 
Go order this book. It's available at blessedandbossedup.com right now for pre-order. I'm also doing a challenge. It's an eight-day challenge. As you guys, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but eight is the number of new beginnings. So it's my prayer that after you finish this challenge, you have a new beginning in your business where God is the CEO. So Kavaya of the She Who Was Called mobile app and I are going to be doing this this challenge together where um, it's similar to like a reading plan in a Bible app. So you're going to get certain passages from the book as devotionals and then scriptures to back those up. And then you're also going to get access to our Facebook group where we'll be able to hold each other accountable. So my Facebook group is blessed and bossed up on um, Facebook. And it's only for people who have bought the book or who have purchased a prayer journal. I don't open the book, the group up to anybody else simply because I want people in the group who have invested in some way in making God the CEO of their business. So yeah, go and order the book. Um, Once you do that, sign up for the challenge. The link is in the description of the show. And yeah, so let's get into it. I can't talk about building a podcast without thanking you guys who listen to this show. When I checked the numbers for July, we have uh, reached over 25,000 unique audience members. Now, what that means is we've have like hundreds of thousands of listens and streams and downloads and things of that nature. But the the number that, that means the most to me as well as to advertisers is the unique audience number because that shows the amount of people who download more than one episode within a month so those are the people that you can count on to listen to your show consistently not just those who may have jumped in for an episode or may have clicked a link by accident or whatever that number tells you the people who tune into your show consistently so we surpassed the twenty-five thousand mark and that's a 18 percent growth from the previous month so i just want to thank you to everybody who shared the show with your friends um for anybody who's starting a brand or a business or anything, word of mouth will always and forever be the number one form of marketing. And the way that you uh, entice people to want to talk about you is you have to be really, really good. And that goes back to the experience thing that I talked about before. When people have an experience with you or with your business, they're going to tell other people about it. Now, People also tell others about it when they have a really bad experience. So I know none of you guys are building bad experiences, but I want you to build impactful and excellent experiences so that people will continue to tell others about you. So nevertheless, thank you to everyone who has been sharing this show. Thank you to everybody who um, has been sharing it with your friends, who listens consistently. Thank you or welcome to the new people who just started listening to this show. Um, I'm so glad that God sent you here. I definitely believe that everyone who is new to this show is God sent because that's one of my biggest prayers is for God to send me people that I can plant seeds in. It's not necessarily my job to change your life, but it's my job to plant a seed that God will use others and may use me again to water that seed so that your life will ultimately be changed. So welcome everybody. Um, in the podcast, we usually have about a 15 to 20% growth every month. So, um, yeah, our growth is definitely consistent, but I did want to pause and just say thank you to everybody who continues to share and welcome all the new people who are listening. Now, for those of you who want to start a podcast, I love podcasting. Reason being is because of the level of convenience that it gives to the consumer, as well as the level of convenience that it gives to me. 
Remember, anytime that we're talking about marketing or building a brand or anything like that, you have to live in that area of shared value between you and your consumer. If everything is all about your consumer, then you may miss the mark when it comes to reading your meet, excuse me, meet your, I can't talk, meeting your business goals. And if everything is all about your business, you may miss the mark or you most likely will miss the mark on actually reaching your consumer. So it's so important that we create this level of shared value. Now, when I started podcasting uh, last year, my intention or my business goal was to get clients for my coaching programs and consulting business. That was my goal. The goal of my audience was to find Uh, people who can help them navigate their new journeys of entrepreneurship. And so the podcast provided shared value because it allowed me to position myself as an expert or an authority figure. And it allowed my audience to be able to get the inspiration and the education or the tools that they were looking for. And so by living in that space, that ultimately converted to clients within my business. So that's a a quick example of how a podcast is able to or how you're able to live in that area of shared value with your consumer. Podcasts are also beneficial because it allows you to communicate with your audience uninterrupted. So a lot of people focus on building brands on social media. Now, the second we pick up our phones, we are being sold to constantly. And even think about when you use social media, nine times out of 10, you're scrolling. So because you're scrolling and everybody's selling to you, it's becoming increasingly difficult for the entrepreneur, the business owner to be able to stand out. Um, Now, with podcasting, it allows you to, in a way, insert yourself into the real life of your consumer. So what I mean by that is a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're at the gym, they're on their commute to work or things like that. So now because they're listening to you during these times, that's that. They're doing real life stuff. They're cooking, they're in, they're at work. Whatever it is they're doing is their real life. It's not their online life. So because they're listening to your podcast while doing that, you're inserting yourself into their lives in a way that other people can't. And you're also inserting yourself into their lives uninterrupted. So because they they are occupied in the sense of whatever activity they're doing in their real life, they're, you're the only person influencing them in that moment. It's not someone else hopping in to tell them why they should buy their book or they should um, hire them as opposed to hiring you. It's not that congestion as it is on social media. And podcasting has really worked out for me and um, worked out for my bottom line in my business for that reason. And even it's, it's, convenient for me because I can just talk for an hour a week, you know, and I, and I can talk in a way where I'm not, let's say if I was on live, right. And I was talking and I got trolls just interrupting what I'm doing or whatever, or people maybe bringing their negativity on the show or whatever. I'm uninterrupted in this setting. I'm sitting at home. I'm at my kitchen table, chilling with my cup of coffee. My dog is at my feet. Like it's really laid back for me right now to be able to just talk and pour into you guys. So it's, I'm comfortable doing this because I'm also introverted. If you guys didn't know that I'm a very introverted person. So, um, me chilling by myself or being in, in environments that are comfortable for me is of course my preference. So for me to be able to just talk in my comfort zone, 
um, and just get things out there and it be able to impact my business is awesome. Now, of course, I don't live in my comfort zone. That's impossible, especially for what I do. But with podcasting, at least this particular part can be comfortable um, for me. Now, let me tell you guys a little bit about the history of podcasting. If you didn't know, podcasting is a relatively new platform. A lot of people say, oh, everybody has a podcast now, but podcasting is actually very new. Um, Podcasting was first introduced back in like the 1980s or something like that. And um, it was called audio blogging back then. So now they've named, they've coined this name podcast and it's a platform that's rapidly growing, but it's still in its infancy um, stages. So it's still a great opportunity for you guys who are toying with the idea of starting a podcast. Um, This is a really great time for you to actually get that started. Now, in order for you to start a podcast, as far as equipment is concerned, here are the three things that you're going to need. You're going to need a microphone, you're going to need an editing software, and you're going to need a mastering software. Now, this may sound technical, but it's really actually not that deep. As far as a microphone is concerned, you don't need an expensive microphone. When it comes to products, expensive is not always does not always mean great quality. So if you're going to buy a microphone, make sure that there are you read all of the reviews. Don't pay attention to just the price. Make sure you read all of the reviews, reviews. Make sure that there is some type of sample available. So it's a microphone, right? So they should have a sample of what sound sounds like with this microphone so make sure you're able to check that out to make sure the quality is there the microphone that I'm currently using is only $40 and this microphone I'm going to actually include a link in the description to what I call the podcast starter kit and it's pretty much just a list of things that I use to uh, do my podcast so you can click on that to get the name of the mic that I use but it's $40 and it's available on Amazon and I've been using this mic since Uh, we started podcasting the only con I would say to the mic is I want a mic that is wireless Um, so this one has a cord so whenever it comes to me trying to do video I don't like the cord I think the cord is ugly that's the only con that I have with this is that um, it's not wireless so when I purchase a mic again it'll probably be a wireless mic but nevertheless this is a great mic it works it sounds great and it was only 40 bucks Now, when it comes to a recording and editing software, if you have a MacBook, then GarageBand automatically comes with your MacBook. So GarageBand is what I personally use to record into as and I use it to edit the show. If um, you don't have a MacBook or if you don't want to use GarageBand, there's a software called um, audacity a-u-d-a-c-i-t-y and that is another way that you can edit your show um, that's a way that a lot of other podcasters edit their show then the mastering software which pretty much levels out the sound so let's say you have a guest and they may be talking really really loud and your voice may be a little bit more laid back it evens out that sound or there may be a time where you laugh really really loud and the, the volume just spikes up And then you go back to talking regular and then it goes back down. So using a mastering software allows you to kind of level out that sound. So it sounds as consistent as possible. And what I use for that is Euphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com. 
Um, I forgot how much that costs, but it's like maybe $11 a month or something like that for about, I don't know, it's, it's for a certain amount of hours of editing or mastering service. So go to that website, you can find out the exact price, but it's, it's not expensive at all. So as far as technology is concerned, those are the three things that you need to start a podcast. Now, when it comes to creating your show, you need a, a home for the show. So this is what we call the hosting service. Types of hosting services are uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, Lisbon, Podomatic, places like that are places that you house your show. Now, when you house, wherever you house your show is going to give you a RSS feed. And that and it's pretty much just a link, a, a home link that pushes your show out to different platforms. So, for example, let's say the show is hosted on Podbean. You then take that link and you submit it to um, iTunes. Well, let me backtrack. In order to get your podcast on iTunes, you have to submit it for approval. So that and it, their approval process usually takes about two weeks. And they well, they tell you it takes two weeks, but sometimes it takes less. So if you're planning to launch a show, factor in that time that it takes in order for them to approve it, because you have to have had your show recorded already and approved for it to even be on iTunes. Sometimes people mess up and they launch. They say their show is going to launch, let's say, August 6th. But then they don't submit their stuff to iTunes until August 6th. So your show is not even going to be on iTunes iTunes um, for until weeks after that because they have to approve it. So it's important that you factor in that buffer time as well if you want your show to be on iTunes and you want to launch it on time. But back to the RSS feed. So once iTunes approves your show, you and in order for them to approve your show, you have to give them this RSS feed. So this link. And once you do that, it pushes your show out to iTunes, to SoundCloud, to Podbean, um, to wherever. So even if Podbean or well, let's say SoundCloud, because a lot of people are more familiar with that. So even if SoundCloud is not the place that you host your show, you can sub, you can push your show out to SoundCloud through your RSS feed. Same thing with Spotify. You can push your show onto Spotify through your RSS feed. It sounds complicated, guys, but it's really not that complicated at all. Um, our show, this show is actually housed currently on SoundCloud, but I'm about to change it to being housed on, um, I believe I'm going to put it on Lisbon. Reason being is because SoundCloud is very slow. So at this point, my show isn't on Spotify because SoundCloud doesn't have the capabilities for me to push it onto Spotify. And so that's just not going to work with Spotify being a huge platform that it is. So I'm going to definitely be switching over from them for that reason. So I don't suggest that you guys host on SoundCloud for that exact reason. Now, after you have your equipment, after you establish the home for your show, after you um, after you have submitted your show to iTunes or whatever, and you got that approval, that's how you get your show out there. So now your show is an official podcast. It's available on all of these places. Now, 
let's talk about the actual content of the show because that's how you get the show out there. But you want to show, you want the show to actually be good because remember word of mouth is the best form of marketing. So when you're creating a podcast, my suggestion when creating the show is number one, to have an interesting intro. So have something that gets people hype. I love that people are so invested to the intro of this show and, and it's funny because when new people listen to the show, they, they might DM me or something and they're like, is that the, is that Melania plagiarizing Michelle Obama? And I'm like, yes, I found this online somewhere. But once I listened to it, I like fell in love with this uh, intro. And so with this song or this DJ mix. So I knew that I had to use this as the intro to the show. And so, yeah, make sure you have an excellent intro that just makes it's something that's unique to your show and it gets people excited and so yeah that's something that I really prioritized when it came to creating this show and I think that you should do the same now the second thing I suggest is that you have segments on your podcast now with this show we started off with segments and in the beginning we were really getting our feet wet back when we were when I say in the beginning I'm referring to black girl boss times so the black girl boss times we were really I wanted to make sure that we had segments that were relevant to our audience that made them excited and appealed to the things that they wanted. But we also had to find our footing with what our voice was going to be. So if you listen to the beginning episodes, we were kind of like talking about business stuff, but sometimes we talked, we leaned or talked about things that were more um, entertainment or pop culture like and so as I listen back to old episodes or even as we were kind of maneuvering to get our footing with um, the personality of the show and I realized that we were talking too much about entertainment things sometime I was like okay no we have to change some stuff up because this is not what this podcast is for we're not going to be the podcast for all things we're going to be the podcast for business period um, so do the same thing when it comes to your show. Figure out what it, are people going to come to your podcast for and understand that you don't have to be all things to everybody. If you're all and, and this just applies to business in general. If you're selling to everybody, then you're not selling to anyone. So it's important that you narrow down who your target audience is and and what it is that you're going to be talking about from day one. A, a podcast that I enjoy is called Therapy for Black Girls. You can listen to the title and know exactly what the podcast is and who it's for. And each show further lets you know exactly what that is. And so again, it's very important for you to figure out what your podcast is and who it's for at the very, very beginning. That way you're not all over the place or you don't seem confused when it comes to the content of of your show. And then once you figure that out, you'll be able to create segments that align with that. So when we first started, our segments was like hot topics in a sense in the beginning so we talked about business stuff we may have I told you we veered towards in pop culture sometimes but um, I wanted to focus on business stuff then we talked about whatever the main topic was of the day then after that we um, answer questions and then we did the wins of the week where people were able to submit their wins Milan and I talked about our wins Um, of the week and we celebrated each other and things like that so that was pretty much the structure of the show now I'm I'm really consulting with God on what the structure 
of blessed and bossed up is going to be as far as segments or if I need them at all. Because if I'm being honest, I the only segment I know I'm going to keep is questions because I have to, I want to engage you guys. Like I want to know the questions that you have. I want to be able to answer them. I love to be able to um, pretty much engage you and be able to um, answer whatever it is that questions or whatever that you have for me. So I know questions is going to stay. I love wins of the week still. So submit them, you guys. Send me an email at Tatum at TatumTamia.com so that we can celebrate each other. I'm not going to just say my wins at the end of every episode because it's not about me. Oh, my goodness. My alarm is going off. (laughs) But it's not about me. It's about us. So. Yeah, but I've really been praying too and just asking God like, okay, should I add some segments in here? What are they going to be? I'm not really trying to make this podcast into a whole church service. So that's not where we're going with that. We're not going to have anything of that nature. So like what I'm I'm still toying with the segments as far as what that's going to be when it uh with blessed and bossed up. But because the information or the topics that we talk about or the rants I may go on or the things that God leads me to say is so powerful that does not make or break my show. So it always goes back to having a good quality show and a good quality content and really make sure making sure that you're offering a lot of value to the people that's listening. So these little nuances you can get away with, you know, you don't have to rely on what experts or anybody says your show should be because your audience is going to continue to grow and listen to you because no matter what you do, they know that it's going to be of quality. So as you're creating your show, think about those segments and how they can connect with your audience so that you can build that structure. But whatever you do, I highly suggest that you engage your audience in a way because you want to know what they're thinking. You want to know the type of questions they ask, because if a lot of people are asking the same question, then that can be something that you do a show on. Hence why I'm doing this podcast on how to do a podcast, because it's a question that I get all the time. So, and it also lets you into the mindset of your target audience and the things that they're struggling with. And as much information as you can get on your audience, that puts you in that much greater of a position um, of a, as a creator or as a business owner. And it'll make people think like, oh my goodness, how does she always know what I'm thinking? Or how can she always connect with me? It's because you're able to be so in tune with your audience that you can keep creating content that speaks to them. Now, if you're struggling with, well, Tatum, I, I know that I have an idea of who my target audience is, but I'm not sure exactly what they want to hear. Or you have any questions regarding what you should be doing for your audience. I My advice would, would be to you is to just ask them. When we first started Black Girl Boss, we did a survey and I asked questions. I wanted to know what podcast do you listen to right now? How long do you listen to podcasts? Who are your favorite influence? Excuse me. Who are your favorite influencers um 
what where do you listen to podcasts what's your favorite podcast app what do you what questions do you have about business what do you wish people were talking about as it relates to business that you don't usually hear what do you think is missed like all anything and everything that I wanted to know that I needed to know about my audience I straight up asked them I put it in a survey I went into different Facebook groups that um, had my audience of millennial black entrepreneurs I sent it out to friends and asked them to send it to people and then and I went back and looked at the results and allowed that to really shape what we did. And that worked for us. Another tip to creating a great podcast is to make sure that whatever you do is searchable. And what I mean by that is SEO search engine optimization is very complex in a way, but there are ways that you can simplify it and make it work for you. Now, as consumers, we are always searching for stuff, like always. We're always searching for stuff. And even when somebody is searching for a podcast, they may search certain words. So when we created Black Girl Boss, it was important for me to have Black and Boss in the name because I knew that that was what my audience was going to be looking for. And I knew that once they saw it, because of the name, they were going to be like, oh, let me... Let me see what's up with this. You know, this sounds like something that appeals to me. Or even now, a lot of people always say, I was looking for something um, as it relates to business or something that merged business and, and entrepreneurship. Then I found blessed and bossed up. I think the name is is pretty self-explanatory about what we talk about on here. And so for that reason, it makes people be like, oh, well, let me listen to this. This sounds like what I'm looking for. And of course, they look at reviews. So as you're building your, your show, make sure that you ask people to leave reviews on the podcast. So people look at those reviews to make sure that you're actually of quality and then they listen to you. But the great thing is, is to make sure that your um, show is searchable. Because even even let's say if um, not just talking about the title, but if somebody searches a particular topic, your episode can come up. So if I search right now, blessed, blessed and bossed up in iTunes, not only is my show going to come up, but shows that may have mentioned me or did an episode about this podcast are going to pop up because of the search engine optimization. So for you, if your audience is, let's say, um... Huh, I can't even think of a um, an example right now, but let's go back to the therapy for black girls example. If I search black and therapy, they're going to pop up because they are SEO optimized by their name. Or if I search something like interior decor, then either podcasts are going to come up about that or people who have that in their name, um, their shows are going to pop up. Or if I search real estate investing, then I'm going to come across, or if I search black real estate investing, I'm going to come across what it is that I'm looking for because of SEO. And it's your job as the creator of this brand is to make yourself um, able to be found because people are going to be searching anyway. And that's the best way to position yourself for not just people to find you, but for your target audience to find you. Because once you have those, remember that this shared value thing, one, if your business goal is to convert whoever listens to your show to clients or customers, you want people who are interested in your products or services to find you. So that's a way for you to just position yourself to be found by targeted customers. So we've went up, we've gone over the equipment that it takes to start the podcast. 
the steps to getting your podcast out there. We talked about creating a quality show. The last thing I want to talk about is monetizing your podcast, because what's the use of having all of this uh, influence or all of these people listening if you aren't able to make some coins off of it, right? So there are two ways to monetize your podcasting. The first way, and I'll just get the easy one out the way, is advertising. So advertising is pretty simple. I might start the show and say, oh, this episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is yada, 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 yada. That means that they are advertising on my show. They have paid money to be an advertiser. Now, advertisers usually look for a certain amount of downloads. So they usually look for like maybe 50,000 downloads an episode or something like that to make it worthwhile. And it's important that, I mean, not it's important, but for them, it minimizes the risk of them just paying you and they're, them not getting a return on your invest, on their investment. So advertising is, is not going to be the platform or the monetization method that you use starting out because starting out, you're building up that audience. Now, what you can do a little hack to that, instead of spending time looking for advertisers, a lot of companies have affiliate programs to where you create a special link within their business and you can talk about, you can make an ad for them and put it on your show, give people a special link. And then once they purchase whatever, you get a special cut cut out of it. So let's take Amazon, for example, you can, well, let me do that in a second not Amazon, but let me use like FreshBooks. So I used FreshBooks as an advertiser at one point on the show. And so um, I will say this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks and I will explain who they are or whatever. And I use them because I actually used FreshBooks in my coaching business and I still use them now. But um, I will have a special link for my show. So then when people signed up for FreshBooks using my link, I got um, a percentage of whatever, or I got a set rate. I can't remember, but I got paid when somebody, um, signed up for fresh books. Now I didn't have to go to fresh books and pitch my show and create an advertisement agreement. I just could take advantage of their affiliate programs, um, so that I can get a percentage or a cut or get paid whatever by, um, people actually converting to customers for them. And that's the, that's the lane or the the way that a lot of advertisers go now because it's low risk for the business. So for if I'm FreshBooks, I don't have to to pay you, let's say a thousand dollars a month to advertise on your show and not know if I'm going to get a return on investment. So instead of me doing that, I can just give you a special link and give you a cut on what you actually sell. And so that way, okay, I'll give you money on what you sell, but if you don't sell anything, I don't give you anything and it's low risk. So that's a method that a lot of advertisers use, but I also suggest you use that when it comes to monetizing your show, because then you're not locked into any type of agreement where you're, or you don't, aren't wasting your time pitching your, your podcast to an advertiser. You can just use the affiliate link or let's say audible audible has an affiliate program to where they pay people a certain amount of money 
to if they get people to sign up for a free trial. So that's something I'll probably be doing soon when my book becomes available on Audible. I will probably offer that because it makes sense for me. So again, if you want to have advertisers on your show, look for affiliate ways um, to to be able to advertise on your show. Another back-end way to collect more money is let's take Amazon. Amazon has an affiliate program. So if I'm, let's say I do an episode on the books that I like. If I give you links to all of these books, I can become an Amazon affiliate. It's really easy to do. And I get special links for whatever I sell on Amazon. So if I do a podcast on on books that I like, I'll take my link from Amazon that is directed to that book. And I'll put it in the show description. Like, Hey, you guys, here is the link to all of the books that I mentioned in the episode. Then you'll go to Amazon and purchase this book. And it's no extra cost to you as the consumer. You don't even notice this happening. You click this extra, um, you click this link to purchase the book because you genuinely want to read it. And then I get a royalty from the book that, that I sold. I hope that makes sense. And it's so easy to do because we're all we're always making recommendations. I'm always referring somebody to something or telling somebody something that I use. So as my referral fee, in a sense, I can give you my special link. And once you buy it, then I'll get a cut of it. So that's something that you can do as well. It's something a lot of influencers do where they say stuff like, um, shop my Instagram or something like that. And they send you to Amazon nine times out of 10, they're getting paid for that, which is fine because you're not paying anything extra for that. So why would they not make the extra money? So I would suggest you do the same thing. Even if you, even if it's not a podcast, whatever your platform is, find the affiliate. If you find yourself recommending something often or always vouching for something, become an affiliate of that so that you can make money off of people signing up for it or purchasing something. So again, advertising is the first way to monitor, to monetize your show. The second way is to funnel people into your business. And I go into this in a lot more detail when I do my workshops on this. Um, so if you guys are looking for somebody to teach this to your group or to a conference or whatever, shoot me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. Um, I have handouts and all of that good stuff for that, but Yeah, the second way to monetize your show is to funnel people into your business. Now, this is my favorite way because one, it allows people to not just be a one-time customer, but for people to be um, multiple, for people to buy multiple things from you. And it also works best with podcasting because at this point, people know you like you trust you. People know an ad is an ad. So it's either they need it or they don't. But if they know you like you trust you and they're at your they're listening to your show for a particular reason and you have your show set up to where it is advertising your business or it's being a, a it's indirectly advertising your business, then people are more likely to purchase from you. And it and it allows you to build a long term clientele. Um but but I have to note that this method works best when you are the authority on your show. If you're creating a podcast to be a marketing channel for your business, you have to be very careful to not lose your your voice or your authority on your own show. And I see this all 
of the time. And I thank God that I was I was um, a marketing professional prior to starting this show because it stopped me from making the same mistake. A lot of people oversaturate their shows with guests. And then what happens is when it's time for them to try to monetize their show or sell their expertise, nobody's interested because people are only interested in the guests. So a lot of people try to get guests with like these high followings to bring ears to their show, which is smart in a way. But once those guests leave, nobody cares what you have to say. So it's important when you start your show to make sure that you're the authority figure on that show. So whether you have a guest or not, a guest is just a bonus, but people are there for you or you're able to communicate your expertise so that when it comes to people purchasing from you, then they're able to um, understand what it is you do, why you do it and understand that you do it well, as opposed to just coming to you to listen to the guest, because then when you do that, they're going to purchase all of this for the guests. So now you had this guest on your show and they're making all the money and you're not making anything because you've diluted, you've become a guest to your own show. You know what I mean? You've become the host as opposed to somebody that actually has something to say or brings value or has a valuable product or service. So yeah, remember, do not oversaturate. If your goal is to to monetize your show is to if your goal is to establish yourself as an authority to funnel people into your business, do not oversaturate your show with guests, or I promise you, you will have a, a, a issue monetizing your show. Um. So yeah, the my favorite way to monetize your show is to funnel people into your business. And the way that you do that is you set your podcast up to be compatible with your sales funnel. I hope you guys know what sales funnels are. If you don't, um, just look it up to do some research. But if you set the podcast up, so let's say, for example, my goal was um, to sell the prayer journal, right? So when I first put the journal out, my uh, what I did was I... Well, let me not do the prayer journal. Let me do the service. So when I was doing one-on-one coaching and consulting, I would have a podcast episode on, let's say... Um, Hmm. So one of the things I help people do was build sales funnels, right? So let's say I did a podcast on why you need to have sales funnels in your business. So I do this whole show talking about the importance of sales funnels, how sales funnels make you money, how sales funnels are going to increase your business, all of this stuff. I did this whole class on the importance of sales funnels on the podcast. Then I'll have a call to action of sign up for my free training on how to put sales funnels into your business. So now people have listened to the show. They're excited about sales funnel. They understand why they need it in their business. So then the next step is to sign up for this training. So when you have a podcast, you don't have a way to go back and forth with your audience. You know, you talk, you put it out there, they listen. That's kind of where it stops unless they opt into you in some type of way. They follow you on social media. They send you a DM. They send you an email or something like that. But if they don't do those things, you have no way of really connecting with that audience. So by me offering a free training, now the people who are interested in that will sign up for this training and I have a way to continue to communicate with people on this particular topic. So then after then, 
After that, they sign up for this free training. That's the next step of the funnel. After the free training, I might offer them an opportunity to work with me one-on-one to build their sales funnel. So then they end up spending money on that. And then probably the next step after that would be for them to sign up to be a client. So that's a whole sales funnel with the ultimate goal of them being a six or 12 month client. And the way that I use the podcast to funnel people, to get people into that funnel and to turn them into clients is by setting up that sales funnel and setting up a call to action after the podcast to uh, bring in the people who had the problem that I was solving with my service. So that's just an example of how you funnel people into your business. And let's take the prayer journal, for example, because that was a very successful launch period for me. Most of the podcast topics were around something that the prayer journal solved. So my goal So again, let's talk about shared value. The audience's goal was to get closer to God and grow their business. My goal was to sell the prayer journal. So I would do podcast episodes on what it means to be blessed and bossed up. The difference between you being a CEO and God being a CEO, how to make God the CEO, all of these things that are providing they're still providing great value like the podcast episodes are great people get so much from them but I'm showing them I'm showing them why it's important for God to be the CEO and then I'm providing them with something practical that they can take and use and 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 grow closer to God because a, a lot of people they they don't know where to start you know what I mean? And I know that's why God led me to create that prayer journal in the first place is because people don't know where to start. When you go to church, people might say um, you have to spend time with God. You have to pray. But a lot of times we just don't know how to do that. So creating the, the prayer journal, it's a guided journal. So it has prompts to get your mind flowing, to tell you what to do so that you can get that practical um, that practicality into it and, and really start to see the results in your relationship and your business by using it. I knew that that this is what people needed as soon as God gave me the idea. And so in the podcast, I just communicated that. That's it. And then people purchased the journal and then people's lives were changed as a result of using this journal. So again, the best way, and then even when it comes to this book, People love this journal and they love the podcast. So they know the book is going to be good because I've built up that reputation already. And I've, if I can change a life by talking to you for an hour a week, imagine what I can do with eight chapters, what God can do with eight chapters. So again, um, monetizing my favorite way to monetize your podcast is to funnel them into your business. Speaking of prayer journal a lot of people um it's out of stock on the blessed and bossed up website so that means if you try to get it from me it's out of stock however you can get it from amazon i'm not going to give you the link (laughs) i'm not going to give you no link or anything like that because i still get royalties off of my book being sold so that would just be it would just be extra for me to give you any type of special links but if you search my name on amazon you will find the uh, prayer journal so you can still get it there but um yeah so you've monetized your podcast by one um you can do advertisers but I suggest the one affiliate advertising and then two you funnel people into your business so I'm actually going to wrap up here we're at the 45 minute mark I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here if you have any questions please 
do not hesitate to shoot me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com, or you can go to BlessedAndBossedUp.com, click on the Ask a Boss tab, and um, you can ask a question there. What else? Another announcement is I'm fasting from Instagram right now. So if you're trying to find me on social media, well, I'm on other social medias, um, barely, but I'm actually fasting from Instagram. So if you DM me, I didn't, I'm not going to see it. If you tag me in something, I'm not going to see it. So the best way to reach me is to shoot me an email, Tatum, T-A-T-U-M at Tatum, Tamia, T-A-T-U-M, T-E-M-I-A.com. And I will talk to you guys next week.